Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane, dumps it out the horse. Paxson for three! Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! With the draft in the books, free agency is right around the corner. We have talked about it a lot. The Bulls have no money, but that doesn't mean there aren't any implications that can come from some of these moves, and a couple of those have happened already. You know, talk about it on today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench Bob member and Tennessee ball, CJ Watson. CJ, we were talking about it before we recorded. Silly season is here. A lot of rumors, a lot going on. I don't know if the Bulls are going to do anything, but there's a lot of movement already as free agency is coming around. Yeah, a lot of things have been going on. You know, the trades are already happening. People are already signing deals. So it's a definitely exciting time and fun to see. You know what contracts people are going to get, what teams, what new teams players are going to go to, and uh, what teams, what, what deals the Bulls are going to make if they make any. <laughs> if they make any is the key. And there was one trade in the Eastern Conference that took place right before we started recording here on Monday afternoon. We will break that down. And an interesting free agent is hitting the board, one that Bulls fans know very well. I'll tell you who that is after I tell you about our great sponsor, BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B-L-E-A-V to get that 50% bonus at BetOnline. It's where the game starts. Also, we have an official T-shirt of our show, Jordan Pippen 98, the last dance campaign style shirt at shop.believe.com. There's a lot of great stuff there, but to support our show, support the program, Jordan Pippen 98, the last dance shop.believe.com. The link is in my Twitter and Instagram bios. Thank you for checking us out wherever you're checking us out. YouTube, Fubo TV, Believe TV, Apple, Spotify, everywhere you're listening to us or watching us. We are grateful you are joining the party today as the countdown to free agency is on. Teams can start negotiating Friday night at 6 p.m. Eastern. That's 5 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Pacific if you want to convert the time zones. Free agency class isn't great this year, I'd say. I mean, there's not like your your big fish isn't really out there, it seems like. But I still think it's going to be an interesting cycle nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I definitely think uh, the, the draft classes, uh, these, these players can maybe you know help you get you over the hump or whatever, but they're not you know, typical LeBron James or somebody like that who can really change the trajectory of your franchise, but they'll definitely help you get to that, uh, get that championship. And then I think some of these players, you know, will maybe change, change course and, and uh, pick a new team. Yeah. We saw like a couple opt outs, a couple opt ins, like the big one, Fred Van Vliet was the opt out that came up. We talked about whether the bulls should pursue him. I mean, I still think that you got to look into it. I think you've got to look into everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have no cap space at all. Like you're going to be up against the luxury tax. If you resign Vucevic, which we're going to, it's an interesting situation as well. But with Fred Van Vliet, it's going to have to require a sign and trade. An interesting hypothetical came out from The Athletic this week. It would be some semblance of the Bulls getting Van Vliet and paying him 30 plus million a year. That's important. Maybe Chris Boucher and the Raptors would get Lonzo Ball's salary, Patrick Williams, 
and the 2024 first round pick from Portland. I'm inclined to say if that's the offer, don't go near it. Yeah, I'm, I agree too. Uh, like I say, it has to be some kind of better package than that. But uh, I definitely think they still got to look into Fred Van Vliet, and uh, he's a, definitely a, a need. Uh, we've been discussing for the last year how they need a point guard. Uh, so they definitely got to got to look into that. And he's an all star caliber point guard who can change your change your team and you know get you to that kind of playoff uh, playoff run uh, already with just on paper. So um, just got to fill out the rest of the roster. But I think it's a, a definitely a good look just to continue to uh, exercise that option. Like his option with Toronto was what twenty two million or something like that. He's probably going to command somewhere in the thirty range, is what I saw Bobby Mark say on ESPN today. But I just go back to any trade that has Patrick Williams in it, unless it's going to be someone who can come in and just change the entire trajectory of the franchise. And I don't want to say it would start with like a LeBron James type, but someone maybe I don't even have a name off the top of my head that Patrick Williams, I would include in a trade package for right now. I'm inclined to say he's off limits. I think he'd be the only one that's off limits unless you can get a player and maybe some that draft capital back. Yeah, I think so too. But also, you know, I, I feel like, you know, with the way this team ended last year, I think no one's off limits. You try to, that's fair too. Try to put put everyone on the, on the, on the uh, chopping block and just see what you can get for them. But uh, if you can kind of keep Van Vliet, keep Zach and DeMar and Booch. And uh, I think that's a, that's a heck of an upgrade, you know, just from just from the last year's roster, no matter who you give up. But I think, like I said, I think they just continue to look at it and make see if it makes work. If you have to take that risk and paying, overpaying a couple people, you do that, you know, for maybe one or two years. Yeah, with Patrick Williams, too, I think I'm just burned by, like, the Jimmy Butler trade. And, you know, maybe you've seen Jimmy lead the Bulls and be a star. I, did, I, I didn't care for Cameron Payne when he was with the Bulls. You see what he's doing now. I mean, you saw I, – I know – Lowry's, I think Lowry Markin is probably going to be one hit wonder, but you saw what he did in Utah. Like, if you trade Patrick Williams right now, the kid is he even 21 yet? I don't think he's 21 and yeah. he's going into his third year in the league. Like, I don't know about trading someone like that right now, especially with the strides he took last year. And he's been working with DeMar DeRozan at his boot camp all summer. Yeah. I just, I think if there was one untouchable on this roster, I would say it was Patrick Williams. Yeah, yeah, you definitely, I definitely, you know, said before, I think he's going to have a breakout year next year or so, but you definitely, you know, don't want to give up those, those kind of pieces and they go on to do bigger and better things on your behalf. <laughs> but uh, you got, like I said, you just got to take that risk sometimes and, and see if it works. Hopefully uh, it works for both people, both, uh, both, uh, both parties. But um, I think the front office has a lot of work to do and it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to make this, this roster, how they're going to revamp the roster really. Well, and that's the thing too, if, if Patrick Williams is a big part of your future, and he seems like it, he's been a consistent starter since he got into the league, and considering he didn't start at Florida State, and again, that's that's Leonard Hamilton. It doesn't matter if you start or come off the bench at Florida State. Like You're playing for Leonard Hamilton. You're going to get your minutes no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Like right. he, he didn't start in college. Starting in the NBA, he's clearly a key part of their future, but the roster makeup just is not conducive for him to succeed because you got a ball-dominant guy in Zach, a ball-dominant guy in DeMar. You don't have a point guard who can kind of balance everything. Right. So he and you had, don't forget you had Vooch the last couple of years, like with all those guys, Patrick Williams just hasn't been in the best position. And I, I whatever happens with Vooch is going to determine a lot. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Maybe he needs a new fresh start where he can get get the minutes and he can get the production and uh, kind of the confidence builder that he needs to really just take his game to the next level. So like I said, it, it could be, be good for both parties and uh, it might be just better for him to move on. But I think working with DeMar this summer and, uh, and just getting that work with him. Uh, it's going to be very crucial to his success in the future. 
Oh, I absolutely think that's going to pay dividends. Work because tomorrow's yeah, yeah. going to work you. He's not. It's not. Oh, yeah. There's no half assing. There's no. Yeah. There's no half cents. No, you. It's. Yeah. You're full go all the way. Yeah, that's what you want. You want to go full go. You want to test your limits. You want to see and push yourself to see where you can go. And uh, it's always good to have a, a guy next to you who's done it and been there before and can push you. Uh, just, just, just uh, as well. He's going to push himself. So that's always a good thing. Well, and that's the thing too with Demar Derozan. Like, yes, the. At the time, people said they overpaid him. I wasn't sure about what they did with that sign-in trade. He's worked out. Like, that sign-in yeah, yeah. trade was a good move, both on the court and off the court. Because I think the reason Iota Sumo was doing what he's doing is because Damar has been there in his ear helping him out. I'm convinced that the reason Patrick Williams has taken the leap is because Damar has been there in his ear. And he also yeah. having Patrick Beverly this past year, too. But all in all, I the Damar DeRozan sign-in trade, whether you overpaid or not, it, you paid the price because it worked out because it helped you on multiple fronts. Yeah, yeah, that's what I keep saying. You know, if you gotta you gotta take that risk. That was I'm sure that was a risk in the front office, you know, uh paying them that contract. So like I said, sometimes you take those risks and hope it works out. And uh, for that one, I think it did. And like having a bet on your team who's been an all-star, who's been on successful teams, uh, you know, just pays dividends for your for the future and for also for those young guys. And that's why this time around with the with the way the situation is with the the roster and the the luxury tax, if they want to go into the tax, I don't know. I'm guessing the Reinsdorfs don't want to do that, but right. Arturis has the green light. It, it was a different situation when Lonzo and DeMar came in because they were wheeling and dealing. They turn the roster over, a new regime comes yeah. in. You could have taken those risks because you had to prove yourself. Now, I just feel like take more calculated risks. Don't yeah. take the high risk, high reward. Like, okay, we're going to take a chance here, but it's not going to like break us if it goes south. Yeah, I think that's always, you know, kind of in the back of your head, especially if you already made one one move and it kind of didn't work out. And uh, I'm sure that's in the back of their heads. You know, do we take this risk again? Do we pay overpay Vooch? Do we go get a trade, whatever the case may be, and, and try to figure it out? But besides, it's going to be interesting to see what they do, if they do anything, and how they kind of make all these pieces, uh, put them together. And there is a low-cost move that they might be able to pull off. Derrick Rose is free agent. He's not coming back to the Knicks, opted out of his deal. We talked during the season about bringing D-Rose back at the trade deadline. That clearly didn't happen. You can yeah. get him a lot cheaper right now. And I know, and they have a little bit more freedom now that Derek Jones opted out, which that still surprised me. Like yeah. a guy like Derek Rose at this stage in his career is kind of on the back nine in his career. The injuries, he hasn't been on the court much. I don't, I also just don't think Tibbs used him correctly the last couple of years in New York. We were open about the idea of bringing D-Rose home. So I'm going to spin it this way. If the Bulls make a run at Derrick Rose, do you think he can be a legit contributor on this team at this point in his career? Oh yeah, I think so for sure. Yeah, I definitely think his uh, his mindset is there. His uh, he's healthy, um, and he, like I said, he's just a Chicago-born kid. And I I, I root for D Rose all the time, and I want him to come to come back home. And I think it's going to bring a certain type of energy to the team, to the Bulls that they kind of really desperately need right now. And uh, what way other way to get a guy in end of his career where he started his career, just bring him back home where he can finish it there. Because I'm also trying to think on the court, like, don't get me wrong, the fans would be excited. I would be all for the story of bringing Derrick Rose yeah. home, finish out his career. And I'm saying more than just a one-day contract to finish out his career. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking like, bring him home, have him play out his career in yeah. Chicago. It would be just a fantastic story. But I'm trying to I'm trying to take that hat off. And I'm trying to look at it <laughs> from the neutral standpoint. That's the fun of being a reporter. You got to balance the fan yeah. and, the, and the practicality. And I'm thinking about it. Just I don't know how much sense it would make from the basketball standpoint because he's not the the flashy what he was like when you play with him and all that yeah, yeah. he's kind of the you know he's the veteran guy he'd be more the locker room guy 
depending yeah. on what he want. I don't. You're not going to get him on like the vet minimum, I'd say. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think just, I think he's. I don't know. I think he's. I think he can still be a solid backup. You know, uh, point sure. guard. Uh, he's just he's he's not going to make many mistakes. He's going to go out there and you know play hard defensively, offensively, make the right decisions and things of that nature. So. Yeah. And if he, if your starting point guard gets hurt, D Rose can step in and be a starter for you. So you, and you really don't lose much. I, I feel like so. I think it's a, it's a good, good mix. You just hit the nail on the head. He'd be a very good backup. He would not yeah, solve yeah. the point guard situation right now because oh, there yeah, is no, no point no. guard situation yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah. And I, I, I hope that Bulls fans aren't latching onto that. Like, oh, they need a point guard. Go get Derrick Rose. That's not what we're saying here. We're saying yeah. that you can he'd help in the locker room and it would again it would energize the fan base like we haven't seen in a while like i mean right. no offense to julian phillips but he's not exciting the fan base like derrick rose would you know like and i think julian yeah. phillips we talked about it for our draft show last week he can be a good player but a guy like derrick rose having him in the locker room and if they keep demar which i still think demar is a more tradable guy having a guy like d rose in there can kind of help that veteran standpoint i i think they you absolutely do it if you can. But again, I my model this offseason, do not pay too much. Yeah, yeah. You want to definitely, you know, you know, save your money and uh make it make your money work for you. So well hopefully they can get D Rose at a good price where it's you know uh, feasible for both parties. And I think he'll be a great, you know, uh another veteran in the locker room, listen to him and the things he's gone through, the things he's experienced, and uh he, he can really help these young guys, uh especially someone like Ayo. So I think that'd be a great, great, uh great addition to the locker room and to the team. Yeah, and it sounds like AK wants Io and Kobe back, extending qualifying offers to both of them is what he said in his press conference. And if Io comes back, he would definitely benefit from having Derrick Rose back as well. A couple of Chicago guys, and yeah. you know, I, I do think I do hope that they start Derrick at some point if he does come back, just so we can hear the from Chicago and yeah, everything yeah. just for old time's sake. Like <laughs> right. I mean, that that would be just a cool story. So that that's one I'm watching close. That's probably the only free agent I'm watching close. To be honest with you, because yeah, yeah. they the money's not there. I think they've got. What did I see? About forty-six million before they hit the luxury tax. That's before Kobe White. That's before Io. That's before any Vooch contract that comes in. So from a flexibility standpoint, there is next to none. Like you've got to. Yeah, yeah. And this is the story of the offseason to NBA wide trades, trades, trades. There's going to be a lot of them. We saw one right before we signed on. John Collins is going to the Jazz for Rudy Gay in a second round pick, a future second round pick. Now that's a salary dump. You're going to see a lot of these with the new CBA. But the movement is already starting. Oh yeah, the movement is already starting. I'm sure GMs have been, you know, trying to, you know, figure out how to, you know, lower their uh, their tax and their money uh, since you know the the season ended. So I think it's definitely interesting to see how they figure it all out. But I think that one was just uh, they just gave him up for, for no, pretty much nothing. I mean, Rudy Gay is probably gonna retire soon. <laughs> I think he does a podcast on Believe too. So I mean, I don't think he's gonna do much more playing. But I think this is just uh, you know just a salary dump, like you said, and. They're getting uh getting a lot in John Collins, and that might help that Utah Jazz team. Yeah, like that's believe zone Rudy Gay. Like, I mean, I yeah, I love him. He's a good player. He's been around a while. Yeah, yeah. He knows he's been through it all. It seems like he's been everywhere. Like it's it's just you know that's a salary dump, and it's fine. It's John Collins. The, the Hawks paid him way too much money. They know they paid him too much money. They've been trying to trade him for two years. They yeah, it, and they didn't get much for him. But it's just the start of the trend. I really, I really thought Damian Lillard was going to be the first thing that would kind of set this thing in motion because we're waiting to hear uh, uh, Chris Haynes just reported literally as we're recording this, that Damon is agent are getting ready to meet, talk about his future. You know, the Blazers, I thought they had a, oh, they a solid draft. I mean, the big one, Scoot Henderson coming in, like they got young talent coming in. It's yeah. a matter of now 
how does Dame fit in the picture if he does? And I know you've been saying that he needs to be traded. Like Portland just needs to move on, start fresh, build around these young yeah. guys. So Damian Lillard's going to be the first trade domino, I think, that's going to start the movement. And I got my eyes on Miami. What do you think? Yeah, 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 for sure. I think Miami has been the you know the most uh, feasible uh, situation. I think they got you know uh, a couple uh, salaries they can probably dump there also, and maybe send some young talent with them. But uh, I think pairing Jimmy and Dame will be two, two, uh, two great players, two great mindsets, uh, two, two dogs out there, and uh, I think it's going to be fun to see if that can actually happen. If it happens, Damian Lillard with Jimmy Butler, are the Heat a favorite to win the NBA Finals? Uh, I not mean, the I, favorite, I, I, a favorite. I would say a favorite. Yeah, maybe like a top, you know, maybe like five or seven team between there, maybe. I mean, You're talking NBA wide, not just in the East, like top five in the yeah, in the league. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, NBA wide. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if some other teams don't make any more trades to you know bolster their roster, but I think they're definitely up there in conversation. Because the other team that's interesting, and we didn't get to this with our draft show, we can talk about it now. Kristaps Porzingis to Boston, and that whole yeah. trade that that was a monster trade that came down at like eleven o'clock at night Central Time. That's all it, we heard the rumors about Kristaps Porzingis going to Boston. They were in with Washington, and things fell through, and then it started back up. It was just an absolute <laughs> mess. But Kristaps Porzingis in Boston, I think that puts them top three, top maybe top two in the East yeah, this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, they, I mean, they lost a lot, a little off the bench, but uh, just gaining uh, uh, Porzingis, that's a that's a big help for them. Um, uh, still, I don't really like a jump shooting team because uh, Porzingis plays on the, on the perimeter a lot, but uh, if they can get some points in the paint and uh, score around the basket, I think that's going to help them a lot. I hope they can replace the dog that was Marcus Smart, yeah. who's going to yeah, Memphis. Be... That was the most surprising part of that trade. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. That's going to be tough to replace. <laughs> And I know he was surprised too. Like he didn't, yeah. he didn't see it coming and he's going to Memphis now. Which, I mean, I think that from that standpoint, like Marcus Smart to Memphis, I think that's perfect because the stuff with John yeah, yeah. Morant, you need a guy yeah. who can be in that locker room and kind of help these young guys. I think Marcus Smart is the perfect guy yeah. to come in and like, Hey, you're in the NBA. Let's start looking the part. Like you're going to, we're going to look like it on the court and yeah. I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I definitely think he's going to help John Morant also, you know, because uh, Marcus Smart is the guy who's, Who's been there, done that, you know, uh, been everything in college and then coming to the NBA, uh, you know, started off a little slow, but then kind of kind of picked it up and found his role and found his niche. And I think he's going to definitely teach those young guys uh, there how to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think that that trade, I mean, Washington got their draft capital. Like they got they got some guys like I don't remember the full terms of the trade off the top of my head here, but I think Washington came out fine. They're in a rebuild. And yeah. You're going to see a lot of these trades that you're like, OK, it's fine. Like that's going to happen as they start this thing. But overall, like I I think Porzingis in Boston is just an interesting, interesting idea. And the fact that you take Marcus Smart out of the equation, like that's the reason I'm hesitant to say like the Celtics are the team in the East because you you just lost one of your your top defender. Absolutely. But you're one of your top dudes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, How are they going to make that up? I don't know. A lot of pressure is going to be on Derek White, uh, obviously on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and then also Porzingis. So. And probably more so the coach. <laughs> uh, this is his second year, so it's gonna be see how 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 he's gonna readjust and kind of you know shape this whole roster out, and, you know, and and kind of learn from his mistakes that he you know uh, kind of went over in the in the past in the last playoffs. If you think Missoula was under a microscope this year, oh, you just wait. He's gonna be yeah, all eyes are gonna be on now, him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He's gonna his name's gonna come up a lot in these. Like, oh, what's he yeah. doing? Is he managing this team right? Whether he is or not, it's gonna it's gonna happen. That's the name of the game. But when you've got that type of talent. Yeah, he's going to be under a microscope. 
Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, hopefully he figures it out. Like I said, and uh, you know, uses those timeouts like you said he shouldn't have held. <laughs> but it's gonna be fun just to see and, and learn. I'm sure he's gonna learn from those experiences. That's how you kind of grow. I've never seen a coach hold on to timeouts like that, and I hope he learned from that. I hope I, it yeah. seemed like he did as the playoffs went on. And he got better with it. So I yeah, hope yeah. that's all. Again, it's a first year coach. That's going to happen. I, yeah, yeah. I have no problem. It's just on that stage. It's just a bad time for it to happen. Uh, yeah, hopefully yeah. he learned from that and that'll help make this team better this year. And now that they're not going through the stuff that they went through before last season, like that's going to hopefully help the Celtics settle in a little more and adding a guy like Porzingis, you know, that offense is going to be strong, at least on paper, it looks yeah. like it. And the East is going to be very, very interesting depending on what happens with Damian Lillard. And also I get, I guess Tobias Harris is also in trade rumors. I don't know where this came from. Like his dad came <laughs> out and was talking about how the Sixers are putting him in a quarter or something. And I'm yeah. making the joke as well. Everybody's made about dirty dancing and nobody puts baby in the corner. Like I can't right. believe I just made that reference on the air. Like, <laughs> what, for some reason, that's one of my sister's favorite movies. And I'm like, I, it's so, I've cheesy. never, I've never seen it. So I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's so cheesy. It is so cheesy. So eighties, but the music is fantastic. It's so, yeah, yeah. so corny. Like, and that's why like nobody puts Tobias in the corner. Like, okay, fine. But he's coming up in trade rumors too, as things are coming together in Philly. And the James yeah. Harden decision is going to be the big one there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It all depends on all eyes are on James Harden and Philly and see how he does and what he does. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what they do with that team. Uh, one of my old assistant coaches just signed up there. So I'm excited for him and see how, how it pans out. Yeah. yeah, that's going to be a very interesting situation with James Harden <laughs> and the coaching change and everything like that. And now before we wrap up, there's a free agent signing here that can kind of fly under the radar. Not a name that people will know off the top of their head, maybe, but Naz Reed signed a three-year, $42 million deal with Minnesota. Now, people are wondering, why are you talking about this guy signing with Minnesota if we've never mm -hmm. heard of him? There's another center that's an unrestricted free agent, Nikola Vucevic, and we've been trying to figure out how much he's going to command in the market this year. I still don't know. If a guy like Naz Reed's getting three years, $42 million, Vooch is going to get more than that, right? Yeah. Or at least you think he should. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Vooch is, uh, I definitely would say, is way better than him. Uh, I love watching Naz replay uh, before he got injured. So I even watch him, uh, like watch him in college at LSU. So definitely a big fan of his. But uh, yeah, Vooch is probably going to get between 25 and who knows, 30 or whatever. So hopefully the Bulls can keep him on a, you know, a short term deal. And that those that short term can uh, help get the, the Bulls back into playoff contention and back into, you know, contender title. Yeah, and I my my motto again, just don't pay him too much. If he wants more than thirty million a year, yeah. I don't know if I want to do that for a guy like Vooch. You know, you're gonna break the bank. Yeah. And this new CBA, we don't know how this. I mean, you're gonna see contracts. The luxury tax is changing. Like you're, that's why a guy like John Collins is getting traded for nothing. Nobody knows how this new CBA is going to impact things from a money standpoint. So you don't want to overspend. So Vooch, I would say I. I a high end, I'd say 30, uh, 30 mil a year for Vooch. Other yeah. than that, I don't know. I'd say just let him go. You cut your losses on the trade that AK still defends for some reason, and you move on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You probably do like a deal like you did for DeMar or something like that in that range, maybe. Uh, but yeah, I, I would definitely try to keep it short so you can, you know, kind of don't really hinder your future by over overspending and overpaying for somebody who's right. kind of like aging, not really aging, but, you know, getting older. Yeah, I mean he's getting older. Yeah, he played all eighty-two games last year. Let's not take that for granted, by the way. Like, yeah, a guy like a guy like Vooch on the other side of thirty, like that, playing all eighty-two games—that's huge, and that's yeah. why he should command a big market. I want to say the projection I have here on Spot Track is about thirty-three million, which that would be the if it stays at that projection, maybe a little lower. 
I'm in. And then you yeah, yeah. trade somebody because I still think a move is inevitable if you want to trade if you want to change this roster at all. So yeah, yeah. with Vooch, whatever if he leaves, you have so much more flexibility. But it's a matter of you're losing one of your focal points of your offense if that happens. So it's a weird balance. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You're losing a, you know one of the probably top five center I feel like in the league uh, who can shoot, pass, do it all. So. Uh, defense is a little shaky, but you know that's, that, that comes with the territory with each. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you, know, <laughs> you know what you, you're getting. You get, you're, yeah, you get more on the offensive end, so that's what, what you really kind of want. But uh, like I said, yeah, you don't want to overpay. Just try to you know make it make it work for both parties. Yeah, that's the big thing. And I still, no matter what, even if Vooch is gone, I just think if you're AK, you, something's got to shake up, and it's got to be. And I say shake up, I don't mean trade Andre Drummond. Like I mean, yeah, yeah. trade at maybe Caruso. Maybe I think Levine and Damar are your top trade chips right now. It doesn't draft capitals out the window. Now that the draft's over, like now it doesn't matter what you get draft capital wise this year. Now it's like, okay, what are we looking at this year? Do we want to be middle of the pack? Do we want to stay competitive? If you want to stay competitive, you got to find a way to get creative because you have not a lot of money right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You got you didn't make any moves during trade deadline. You didn't really do anything. The, it took you almost you two years it. to make a trade. What are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't do anything in the draft, really. So you got you got to make a big splash to really, you know, revamp this roster. And you have to do that through the through free agency and trade. So uh, try to make some trades. Try to you know get get filters out there and just put everyone. Like I said, no one is no one is safe right now. You put everyone on the roster and see what you can get for it. And if you like it, you take that. You take the bait. It's always a fun situation when you back yourself into a corner because you refuse yeah. to make a trade. I do yeah, not. Yeah. I when I saw that last week, like it took it took me a little bit to process. Like it's been damn near two years since they made a trade of any kind. Yeah, the not, Julian Phillips trade was their first trade of any kind. And this didn't involve yeah. any players. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> no, like this. I mean, I know I I joke. I could never be in a front office because I can't see three steps ahead of me. Like I, that's why I don't play yeah, chess. Yeah. I cannot right. see that far down the board. But right. I know you've got to make more than one trade every two years. Like, yeah, what are we doing yeah, you got to be active. You know, they're not that active. So, like I said, hopefully this it, it'll change in the next couple couple of days or weeks or whatever. Yeah, it, days, weeks, months. Please change something. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to run it back. I, I, continuity is great on paper. It's fantastic right. <laughs> on paper. I understand. Okay, you want to develop them over the next couple of years. That's fantastic. But when you go from barely making the playoffs to barely making the play and continuity is not working anymore. Yeah. 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 Something has to change. Like I said, something you thought was going to work and didn't obviously work. So you got to kind of figure it out and, and do something else. Go, go to plan B. Hopefully he has a plan B, C and D in his, in his, uh, in his pocket. Cause he's going to need it. <laughs> I hope he has a plan. Every letter of the alphabet, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> as many as you need, just man. But you know, Friday's where the funds are really going to begin when the negotiating period can start. And we're going to see if any, you know, the negotiating period starts at 5 p.m. Central on Friday. If there's any deals at 5.01, you know the NBA is going to be investigating. The Bulls know how that goes pretty well. Yeah. That's why they didn't have the second round pick until they made the trade this week. Uh, but we're going to be following all the free agent stuff. Uh, we will be, I'll be out of town. I'll be in Florida this weekend visiting mm-hmm. my brother. So I will be MIA when free agency gets underway. But we'll be back here next week kind of recapping what's going on in free agency, a preview, see if the Bulls have any money to spend, if they're willing to trade anybody. We'll be back here. That's a wrap for today's episode of Believe in Bulls on the Believe Network, presented by betonline.ag. Use that promo code BLEAV, 50% welcome bonus. And buy our shirt, Jordan Pippen, down here at the last dance, shop.believe.com. CJ, as I said, silly season's here. Let's get weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's starting, so it's going to be exciting to see. Can't my, wait. My, my big thing, my gif this year is the scene from Batman. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Right.
yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> going to be this free agent cycle and this trade yeah. cycle. So yeah, yeah, for sure. See everybody next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.